0: him how great thou art.
1: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your A warm welcome to morning celebration of Mass here at St Bride's Church in lying, which is of course the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of John Forbes. Welcome to family who are here with us. Welcome to herself, Mary, and to his children Angela, Richard, and John, and welcome to his daughter-in-law's Christine and Mary, and to the grandchildren Dervla even uh, Anna, Cara, and unfortunately Aaron can't be with us, but we especially uh, include him today as well. Welcome also to his brother uh, Bill, uh, and of course to all of the family and relatives who are here with us today. And of course welcome to uh, many friends of of John who are here uh, for the Mass, very welcome to the Church today, and of course welcome to all of the family friends uh, who are here with us also. Today is a, a, a sad day for, for John's uh, family and friends, but it's also a day in which we gather to thank God for his good life, uh, which has meant so much uh, to so many people. And we are realised, especially in a day like today, that we are blessed in those who are our family and those who are our friends. Today then we offer this Mass for John and accompany him, him with our prayers. To begin the Mass and to offer it more worthily, we first call to, to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord, have mercy. Lord Lord Jesus, your Word of God, made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ, have mercy. mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord, have mercy. mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant, John, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever.
2: A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster. They're leaving us, like annihilation. But they are in peace. If they experienced punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction. Great will their blessings be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord.
3: Reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens. We are always full of confidence, then, when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, going as we do by faith and not by sight. We are full of confidence, I say. And actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord, whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him for all the truth about us will be brought out in the law courts of Christ, and each of us will get what he deserves for the things he did in the body, good or bad, the word of the Lord.
1: The Lord be with you. With A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. To you, Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, so that they may always see the glory you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Father, righteous one, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you have sent me have made your name known to them, and will continue to make it known, so that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and so that I may be in them. The Gospel of the Lord. The last years of John's life were not easy uh, with illness, but in many ways he was remarkable in the ways that he survived all these things and uh, all the things that came his way. He seemed to have incredible resilience and great abilities to recover. The illnesses though certainly slowed him down, uh, but he managed for the most part simply to keep going and to be very independent. The last illness, however, came quickly. He knew he was very unwell himself over that last wee while. He was hospitalised and things seemed bleak. But again, there was a slight glimmer of hope and he began to recover and make progress. In the end, though, his death came suddenly and he passed away. John's death has been a great shock uh, to everyone. He knew a lot of people here in Canvas line and also in one. The family have been greatly consoled by expressions of sympathy that they've received from his many friends, and I'm sure that they will be greatly consoled uh, too by the many people who are here today. As I mentioned to the people who were here yesterday evening, John was at Mass every day, at morning Mass, uh, and sat in the same seat uh, at the back of the church. He was, in actual fact, the closest person to the church doors, living just across the church uh, grounds there. Faith itself was a constant in his life and, of course, meant everything to him. Later in the Mass, uh, John requested an old hymn, uh, perhaps the first time that's been sung here in my time as parish priest, Faith of Our Fathers. Those of you of a certain age will know it. It's a hymn that celebrates faith that has been handed down and kept. And he was conscious of having a faith that had been handed down to him and that he kept to, treasured, and was faithful to it. The readings of Mass, uh, so nicely read uh, by the grandchildren uh, today, uh, remind us that the end of life is like a folding up of a tent. In the end, life itself is packed away, uh, like a tent, and we find ourselves moving on. But we are not moving on to nothing, if you like, but we are moving on to what St Paul says, following that image to a new home, a new house in the heavens. Death, for us, therefore, is not the end. It's not a darkness, but it's moving from something good to something even better. The journey doesn't end in death, but the journey ends in the true destination, which is heaven itself. For all of us that's the true destination to which all our roads lead. No one is left out, no one is left behind, no one is lost, all are invited to be there. And there are rooms aplenty, enough for all. And the door is opened, the table is set, and our seats are there. Heaven itself finally is about the mercy and the love of God. God's love is not just for here, but it's for all eternity. Everything that we know about God tells us this fact, that God loves us unconditionally. John himself lived a life with a strong faith and an unshakable hope. It was that faith of his father's, but it was also his faith too. Later on in the Mass, Angela will give an appreciation of her father's life on behalf of the family. She will give a full account of John's life. I'll restrict myself to a few things. His early life, of course, was spent in Rutherglen. He attended the parish of St Colm Kills and the primary school of St Colm Kills and the high school of Holy Cross. He was a smart kid, ducks in his school, and that natural intelligence never left him. In his later life, of course, he came here to Cambus Lang, and he was no stranger to this town. He had worked here in the Hoover Plant, and knew many people through his working years. He married Mary, of course, and they had a long uh, marriage, three children of whom they took great pride. In the latter years, of course, he was delighted, as Mary was, to have five grandchildren who were the delight of their hearts. Some live here, of course, in Scotland, and others live in Ireland. John, of course, had many friends here in Cambus Lang and in Rutherglen, and it was a great sadness for him over the years, over these years, in which a number of friends passed away, and he was deeply saddened by that. He was himself, as you know, a mad, passionate uh, fan of Celtic Football Club and followed them all over the place. He had himself been a good footballer in his youth and was knowledge about, about the game, and rejoiced when his team won and was sad when they lost. John himself was a very nice man. He was open and friendly. He was kind and compassionate. And he often had a twinkle in his eye when he told you something funny or something amusing. He has great strength of character too to accept the treatments and to keep going. He had a great ability also to be friends with people Judging from the many friends who are here today, he had a lo- whole lifetime of friends. He valued family life uh, very much indeed and thought of himself as very lucky-, lucky to have his own children doing well, to see them and to, uh, the fortunate, to be fortunate to see them uh, growing up and doing well. And of course, those young grandchildren too, who meant so much to him. I began the Mass today, as you might remember, by saying that we are very fortunate in those who are our family and our friends. And isn't it true? And don't we think that today? Those who have been part of our lives, part of our journey, have had a great impact on our life. There are so many blessings that come our way through family and friends. As I mentioned already, every day he came uh, here uh, to Mass at St Bride's and one of the things I very often noticed that was at the beginning of Mass, he lit candles and he told me those were for family, friends and special intentions. Today, figuratively anyway, we light a candle for him, praying for peace at the end of his life. May God reward him for his kindnesses in this life. May God reward him for his good character. And may God bless him with peace at the end of his journey through life. Please stand for the prayers of the faithful. With great confidence we make our prayers to Heavenly Father for all our needs. For all our family who have died, and especially for John, that all may know eternal life. Lord, hear us. Lord, Lord, graciously hear us. For consolation and strength for all who grieve the loss of a loved one. Lord, hear us. Lord, Lord, graciously hear us. For families, for love, peace, and support in family life. Lord, hear us. Lord, Lord, graciously hear us. For peace in our world. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray in silence for all our needs. Behold before us the past and the present. Before, Behold before us the desires of so many hearts. You who are the Lord of human history and the Lord of every human heart, be with us. Christ Jesus, eternal Son of God, be with us. And we ask these prayers through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated.
0: Please join in our offer to him gifts of bread and wine.
1: Dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant John, we beseech, beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him the hope of blessed resurrection has dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of immortality to come. Indeed, for your faithful Lord, life is changed, not ended. And when this earthly dwelling turns to dust, an eternal dwelling is made for them in the heavens. And so, with the angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, Amen. holy, Amen. holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the Blessed is he who comes. Hosanna. together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant John, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, Until so we now pray with great confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins but in the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. With always in the Mass, uh, just before we receive communion, we're invited to give each other a sign of peace and friendship. So, just to your neighbours or to people around about you, just to give them a sign of peace and friendship. Peace.
0: Peace.
1: for Holy Communion, but if you feel unable to receive communion today, uh, if you'd like a blessing perhaps, uh, then just to come forward and to put your hand on your breast and I'll uh, know to give you a blessing, but if you don't want to receive communion or a blessing today then just uh, simply to remain where you are in your seats. Let us pray. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear brother may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated.
4: My dad would be touched to see so many of you here to pay your respects. Thank you for coming along today to help us say goodbye. (laughs) It would be fair to say that my dad had three great loves in his life, his family, his football and his faith. He was a proud dad to myself, Richard and John, and a doting grandpa to Dervla, Evelyn, Cara, Anna and Aaron. Dad was born in St Francis Maternity Hospital in Govan on the 14th of September, 1950, youngest son of John and Elizabeth Forbes. Ironically, the hospital was a short two-minute walk from his least favourite football stadium. (laughs) Whilst our grandparents were from Rutherglen, it was normal practice for patients of Dr Barrett, the family GP, to attend hospital at the other side of the city at that time, and my dad would want everyone to know that. Dad was the youngest of three brother to William and Felix and the family resided in Rutherglen. The family home was in Smith Terrace, ideally located for the three boys to make the short walk to Celtic Park. From Smith Terrace, the family moved to Reed Street, which remained the family home for many years. Dad attended St. Comkells Primary School in Rutherglen, where he won a Ducks Medal, and from there he went to Holy Cross High School in Hamilton. A bright student, he was a teenager you envied the classmate who would finish his homework last minute on the bus ride to school and usually walk away with top marks. We know where my brother Richard gets that from. (laughs) As a youth, Dad was a talented footballer. Family bias notwithstanding, his brother William says that there were two special talents at St. Comkills at that time, Bobby Murdoch and Dad. Unfortunately, a bad leg break ended any chance of a promising football career, but he carried on playing, just not at the level he aspired to. Dad spent most of his working life in the Hoover plant in Cambus retiring in 1999 after another nasty leg break, although, though this one had nothing to do with football. There are too many tales to tell from my dad's days in the Hoover, as many of you here today will testify to, and we look forward to hearing some of these stories later. We all enjoyed the benefits of his job there. The annual Christmas party was a highlight, and he often came home with the coolest of shell suits, don't ask. His colleagues were always unbelievably generous with their donations to our many sponsor sheets, which Dad recently claimed we had won every week. Dad's colleagues and friends also ensured that he was one of the biggest Celtic Pools agents at that time, agent number 34, which remains active thanks to our mum. The reduced season ticket prices and occasional matchday in hospitality were very welcomed indeed by my dad. It was in 1971 that my dad would meet Mary, our mum, who was working in the Bower Bar in Rutherglen a second job to earn some money for her holiday to Greece They were married in St Comkels in 1976 and the first family home was in Victoria Street, Rutherglen After moving to Whitleyburn, we then settled in Farmland Road which remains our family home today Later in life, Dad excelled in the role of proud Grandpa His grandchildren will always have the memories of his very bad jokes funny voices and the short stories and poems he would write for them his magical maths trick, always guessing the correct answer, was a constant source of amazement. How did he do it, the kids would ask. No one knew, until Dervler persuaded him to write down the secret to the trick. The magic will live on, just as he would want. Along with the kids, my dad was lucky to have two of the best daughters-in-law, Kirsten and Mary, who he thought the world of. And he was extremely proud of my two brothers, proud of the amazing dads that they are. After family came football, and a significant part of my dad's life was his love of Celtic Football Club. Dad travelled far and wide to support his team and was a proud and founding member of the Rutherglen Vogue Supporters Club for many years. Dad would take us all to Parkhead. It was much easier to sneak four of us into Celtic Park with two season tickets in those days. Tradition was that you would be given money to buy yourself a drink in a suite, and we would be outside outside the pub patiently for him before heading to the game. We always hoped that he wouldn't ask for the change so we had some extra pocket money. My mum was also a beneficiary of dad's devotion to Celtic. He once returned home from a match in Wales with the ideal present, a handheld mixer which he bought on the train home which cost him £4. Ever rather romantic. That handheld mixer lasted 30 years and has only recently been replaced. One of the best presents my mum receives, she says, Though, how that trumps the infamous gift of a fresh, skinny chicken from the pub after a football game, I do not know. She was clearly a lucky lady. Dad continued to hold the season ticket to the present day, sitting in the main stand with John. Best seats in the house, he said. I am sure that those who sit around him in ES2 will miss his constructive feedback to the Celtic wingers. Abada will certainly get an easier time of it from now on. The match day tradition was was Dad buying the Paradise Windfall tickets and John the Coffees. My dad loved match days, always happiest in his seat, watching his team. With football came his friends, and he had many. Dad was a very sociable guy and loved meeting up with pals for a few pints. For the last few years, Chapman's was his favourite haunt, where he would meet up with his great pals Jerry, Ian and Alfie. This friendship group meant a great deal to him, and I hope they know how much. Dad's faith was extremely important to him and was a key part in his day-to-day life. He was a regular in this church for many years and St. Colm before that. As many of you will know, he faced many health challenges over the years, but his faith gave him the courage to face them head-on and win, which he did many times. The readings, prayers and hymns today were all chosen by Dad, and he would be so proud at the sight of his family and friends being part of the service today dad was a unique character and he will leave a gap in the world for everyone who knew loved him i know that our world will never be the same we hope you have found peace dad and lastly my dad always had the same endings to texts and notes so only fitting we use this for his final words today hail hail
1: Those are very beautiful words and very well delivered, too. So, thank you. Thank you very much. Please stand.